0: Going on. Hey, this is a uh Thursday stream because yesterday we looked at the blue moon, and that was fun. It was very, very fun. I said that really sarcastically. I didn't mean to say that sarcastically, but no, we had we had a lot of fun. Um, I guess yesterday I got a text from a boss saying, Hey, like yesterday's last night's moon was the was a blue moon plus it was a super moon so I guess where it was in orbit it was gonna be the closest to the earth and this is like the first time that it ever like or not the first time it ever happened but the first time that it was like or not I keep saying first time but it was a time that was very very rare to be a blue moon and a super moon what I dubbed the blooper moon I don't know if other people have said that online but On my facebook post i said it was the blooper moon and so of course i took pictures because it was beautiful and they came out crappy because what do you expect but yeah so we we stayed up late me and the kids we went over to um a local park me kids and the wife and we went up on top of a big castle so that we could look at the the blooper moon and for the first, you know, twenty minutes, it sat behind a cloud, and then it popped up, and it was cool. And then the kids got to look at it through like someone, like some this woman brought out her like really, really fancy, uh, like probably like five or ten thousand dollar, um, telescope, and and so the kids got to watch it. So it was, it was a nice time. So I figured since I didn't stream last night because of the blooper moon, I'll stream tonight, and we'll also stream tomorrow. where Kristen. Will join us and we'll talk. We'll, we got, a, I got a couple things lined up. I think the Friday show is going to be really, really good, and I have some really neat stuff lined up. Hopefully it works. It probably won't, but that's okay. But that's okay. We're going to be in Acts twenty-seven tonight, reading from the New Living Translation, and then we're also going to be doing um, Acts twenty-eight tomorrow night. So stay tuned to that, and then that will wrap up Acts. So that will be, and hear me out. That will be this season of the podcast To which um, I don't know what I'm going to do next So leave it in the chat if there's a uh, scripture Or a, a book of the Bible you want to go through And we'll just go through Maybe we'll go through the all the letters of the New Testament We did Acts, so we'll just keep rolling Go through Romans and Hebrews And 1st and 2nd Corinthians and all that Maybe we'll do that Probably probably where I'll I'll settle All right So we are in Acts chapter 27, the second to last chapter before we wrap up. And so here's what it says. It says, when the time came, we set sail for Italy. Oh, which by the way, there are, I was, I was pre-reading this. There are a lot of cities, countries, locations, people that I am absolutely going to get wrong. So I am not just shortening them to be cute or anything like or be disrespectful or anything. I just don't know how to pronounce it. I tried to listen to it. I couldn't figure out how they pronounced it. So I'm just going to pronounce it how I think it sounds phonetically and I will probably say like I'll probably repeat but they'll be different. So if you have a Bible, <laughs> follow <laughs> Alright. Like I was saying, we set sail for Italy. Paul and several other par- prisoners were placed in the custody of a Roman officer named Julius, a captain of the Imperial Regiment. Aristarchus, a Macedonian from Thessalonica, was also with us. We lived on a ship whose home port was a Germanium on the northwest coast of the province of Asia. I think that's the only one I have to say once. It was scheduled to make several stops at ports along the coast of the province. The next day, when we just, when we docked at Sidon, Julius was very kind to Paul and let him go ashore to visit with friends so they could provide for his needs. Putting up the sea from there, we encountered strong headwinds that made it difficult to keep the ship on course, so we sailed north of Cyprus between the island and the mainland. Keeping to the open sea, we passed along the coast of Silica, Pamphila, landing at Myra in the province of Lycia. There, the commanding officer found an Egyptian ship from Alexandria that was bound for Italy, and he put us on board. We had several days of slow sailing, and after great difficulty, we finally neared Critus. But the wind was against us, so we sailed across the Crete and along the sheltered coast of the island past the Cape of Salmon. We struggled along the coast with great difficulty and finally arrived at Fairhaven's near the town of Lycia. We had lost a lot of time and the weather was becoming dangerous for sea travel because it was so late in the fall. And Paul spoke to the ship's officers about it. Men, he said, I believe there is trouble ahead if we go on. Shipwreck, loss of cargo and danger to our lives as well but the officer in charge of the prisoners listened more to the ship's captain and the owner than to Paul. And since Havens was an exposed harbor, a poor place to spend the winter, most of the crew wanted to go to Phoenix, farther up the coast of Crete, and spend the winter there. Phoenix was a good harbor with only a southwest and northwest exposure. When a light wind began blowing from the south, the sailors thought they could make it, so they pulled up anchor and sailed close to the shore of Crete. But the weather changed abruptly, and a wind of typhoon strength, called a northeaster, burst across the island and blew us out to sea. The sailors couldn't turn the ship to the wind, so they gave up and let it run before the gale. We sailed along to the sheltered sole side of a small island named Kata, where with great difficulty we hoisted aboard the lifeboat being towed behind us. Then the sailors bound ropes around the hull of the ship to strengthen it, and they were afraid of being driven across to the sandbars of Sirtis off the African coast. So they lowered the sea anchor to slow the ship and were driven before the wind. The next day, as gale force winds continued to batter the ship, the crew began throwing the cargo overboard. The following day, they even took some of the ship's gear and threw it overboard. The terrible storm raged for many days, blotting out the sun and the stars until at last all hope was gone. No one had eaten for a long time, and finally Paul called the crew together and said, Men, you should have listened to me in the first place and not left Crete. You would have avoided all this damage and loss, but take courage. None of you will lose your lives, even though the ship will go down. For last night, an angel of the God to whom I belong and to whom I serve stood beside me. And he said, don't be afraid, Paul, for you will surely stand trial before Caesar. Because remember, Paul's going to visit, or not visit, but to stand trial before Caesar because he wanted the the trial to happen. Well, what's more, verse 24, what's more, good in God in his goodness has granted safety to everyone sailing with you. So take courage, for I believe God, it will be just as he said, but we will be shipwrecked on an island. About midnight on the fourteenth night of the storm, as we were being driven across the Sea of Adria, the sailors sensed land was near. They dropped the weighted line and found that the water was one hundred and twenty feet deep. But a little later they measured again and found it was only ninety feet deep. At this rate they were they were afraid we would soon be driven against the rocks along the shore. So they threw out four anchors from the back of the ship and prayed for daylight. Then the sailors tried to abandon the ship. They lowered the lifeboat as though they were going to put anchors from the front of the ship. But Paul said to the commanding officer and the soldiers, you all will die unless the sailors stay aboard. So the soldiers cut the ropes to the lifeboat and let it drift away. Just as day was dawning, Paul urged everyone to eat. You have been so worried that you haven't touched food for two weeks, he said. Please eat something now for your own good, for not a hair of your heads will perish. Then he took some bread gave thanks to God before them all, and broke off a piece and ate it. Then everyone was encouraged and began to eat, all 276 of us who were on board. After eating, the crew lightened the ship further by throwing the cargo of wheat overboard. When morning dawned, they didn't recognize the coastline, but they saw a bay with a beach and wondered if they could get to shore by running the ship aground. So they cut off the anchors and left them in the sea. Then they lowered the rudders, raised the foresail, and headed toward shore. But they hit a shoal and ran the ship aground too soon. The bow of the the ship stuck fast while the stern was repeatedly smashed by the force of the waves and began to break apart. The soldiers wanted to kill the prisoners to make sure they didn't swim ashore and escape, but the commanding officer wanted to spare Paul so he didn't let them carry out their plan. Then he ordered all who could swim to jump overboard first and make for land. The others held onto planks or debris from the broken ship, so everyone escaped safely to shore. And that is Acts chapter 27. Now there are three things that I picked up. First, the easiest one was that (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, this is one was that? oh my goodness, I need some water, babe, If you're watching this, bring me some water <coughs> Here we go. I know she's not. I know she's not listening, but anyways let me let me see if I can get her. Hey, boo, bring me some water, please. oh, I guess okay. I am. <laughs> Hey Siri, text wifey. Which one? Which one? Siri, don't be, don't be get me in trouble. My wife, text my wife. You Can you bring me some water, please? Do you want to change it or send it? Nope, oh, send it. There we go. Send. All right, perfect. what a design post. All right, Siri, get me in trouble saying. Which one? Get out of here. Anyways. I don't know if y'all heard that. If y'all did, that's hilarious. Anyways. um, So what I was saying was the first thing I noticed, which I thought was interesting. I don't know if you all, when you, when you read the Bible, when you, when you think of, not think of things, when you read things, I don't know if you all are like me, where you envision it in your head, and then you're like, no, that can't be right. So for example verse 37 all 270 276 of us who were on board when I think Paul was on a ship I think rowboat like or like a like a um, like a, a power uh, what are they called they're called something a, a, a motor a motorboat I don't know the kind of boat that you would ski behind, whatever that thing's called. I think of that. I don't think like cruise ship. I don't think like the Nina, the Pinta, the Santa Maria. I think of like small slash mid boats. So for 276 people, this is a a large boat. And I don't know. I just like like there's there's things like that. Like, do you ever think about like when Jesus was talking to people? Like, do you ever think be like I wonder how tall Jesus was. Like, was he like 5'8"? Was he 6'2"? You know, those kinds of things. And similarly, and this could be, maybe this will be something I start, I begin to study, is that when they make journeys, where, like, where are they going? Like, I we heard Thessalonica, we heard Crete, we heard Africa, we heard Italy. Like, I know where Africa is on a map. I know where Italy is, sort of, on a map. I don't know where Crete is. Where are these other places? So I'd be curious to be like, okay, they started here, and then they did they go down? Like, Did they go down the globe? Did they go up the globe, if that makes sense? I think that's important to know, because then it puts more perspective. Like, in a verse, as you're reading it, they're like, oh, we passed this place, and then we passed this place, and then we passed. So when you read it, at least when I read it, I'm thinking it's like, you know, it's, oh, we were we were here the next day. We were here the next day. We were there. But I don't know if it necessarily was. It could read that we were passing by this place because they didn't have an engine, so they couldn't do it themselves. Well, I don't know if they could. Maybe they didn't. I don't know anything about biblical boats. But I'd be I'd be curious if, is like all that stuff, like that's I don't know, that's fascinating to me. It's fascinating to me. All right, second thing, second thing I picked up. And this ties in to something that I thought was just fascinating. And so if we look at verse Uh, maybe I don't have three things. Maybe I don't have, yeah, I don't have two things because those two things are the same. But Paul says here in verse 21, no one had eaten for a long time. Finally, Paul called the crew together and said, men, you should have listened to me in the first place and not left Crete. You'd have avoided all this damage and loss, but take courage. None of you will lose your lives, even though the ship will go down. For last night, angel of the Lord angel of the God to whom I belong and whom I serve stood beside me. And he said, don't be afraid, Paul, for you will surely stand trial before Caesar. What's more, God in his goodness has granted safety to everyone sailing with you. So take courage, for I believe God. It will be just as he said, but we will be shipwrecked on an island. And so what I how does this tie in? Okay, so what I said on Facebook. Yesterday or a couple days ago Well first let me set up some backstory Sorry I, I, I do that a lot So let me set up some backstory The other day I was on Spotify Pulled it up And I noticed that there was A new release From Switchfoot Featuring quote unquote The Jonas Brothers And I thought oh Interesting and then as I looked further It was the song, um, The Beautiful Letdown. Not mentally, it was The Beautiful Letdown. And I was like, oh, I love The Beautiful Letdown. Let me listen to it. And I tell you what, I would highly recommend you listen to it. It is a beautiful string arrangement. The Jonas Brothers do a fantastic job of covering the Switchfoot song. And then after I listened to the song, I pulled up YouTube. And I was like, hmm. What's going on on YouTube? Hulk Hogan did an episode of the Joe Rogan Show, and on the Joe Rogan Show, turns out because another YouTuber, a YouTuber I like to watch, Ruslan Katie did a did a reaction where Hulk Hogan basically shared the gospel, shared you know these like essentials of Christianity and things like that with Joe Rogan, like the Hulkster. Hulkamania. That is very fascinating to me. So what I said on Facebook was, and I will pull it up, maybe. Maybe I'll pull it up. Let's see. I don't know why this is going so slow to... This ain't going to pull up right, but that's okay. So what they said. Can I make this bigger? Probably not. All right. I said, whoops, went a little too far. There we go. What a time to be alive. Sorry as I adjust that. I don't know what's going on. Okay, there we go. That works. I said, what a time to be... That's <laughs> not really working. I tried to make it look like it's working, but it is just not. I probably should have set this up ahead of time. But anyways. What a time to be alive. Kanye Kanye raps about Jesus. The clips rap about Jesus. Marilyn Manson is screaming on a song about Jesus. DJ Khaled put out an album with a song about Jesus. Eminem rapped on the song about Jesus. Hulk Hogan preached about Jesus to Joe Rogan, and the Jonas Brothers released their version of The Beautiful Letdown by Switchfoot. That was my comment. I find it absolutely fascinating. I've said this in a podcast before. I've said this in in a prior stream. I don't know what stream, but I, but in a prior stream to us, for us, I've said this, and I will say it over and over and over again. I never would have guessed in a million years that all these different celebrities would be talking about Jesus in a more, in a positive way. Could they have talked about Jesus in a negative way, said Jesus ain't real, Jesus is a fraud, blah, 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 blah. Absolutely. Absolutely, I would have believed it. But there is something stirring. I don't know what it is other than the Holy Spirit. There is something stirring where there are highly influential individuals talking positively about Jesus. Now, I had a little pushback. That's okay. The pushback was, are these people talking about the the real Jesus? Which isn't a concern of mine. I'm not looking for Hulk Hogan to be Pastor Hulkamania. I'm not looking for Kanye to be Bishop West. I'm not looking for the Jonas Brothers to be the the Jonas Deacons. I'm not looking for that. If you if you look at it, it is a what I believe it is a net positive to who's doing the talking and who they're talking to and and the people listening to it when Kanye West put out his Christian album uh what Jesus is King a couple years back 2 years a year ago 2 years ago I thought it was dope I thought it was cool is is Jesus the next or is <laughs> Jesus is Kanye the next pastor no is Kanye the next pope no is Kanye does Kanye got it all right and he's he's fine? I don't know. I don't know Kanye, but I do know a lot of people listen to Kanye. I know a lot of people won't go to church, but they'll listen to a Kanye West album. And I know those same people, when they when they heard Kanye West put out a new album, listen to it. They got scripture. They got hope. They got even even if Kanye don't get it right, because I don't get it right. Even if Kanye don't get it right, I'm. I, I'll take that as as a as a win. I'll, I'll take, I, I got an applause. Wait, where is it? Oh, there it is. I'll take it as a win. Kanye West rapping about Jesus is a win. Eminem, Eminem said a lot of crazy stuff. Eminem said a lot of crazy stuff in albums. I don't know where Eminem is. Eminem a song about Jesus. I'll take it. I'll take it. DJ Khaled. We the best. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where I could not tell you where DJ Khaled is spiritually. But he had it in himself. To use a Kanye song that was remixed and redone to feature Eminem on that song. Where The people who would listen to it Again, the people who listen to a DJ Khaled album They will They will not Maybe, maybe they will More than likely probably won't be at a church On a Sunday morning To hear the actual gospel But They listened to a DJ Khaled album They heard that song, used this gospel Fantastic song Eminem raps about Jesus That's a wrap, That's that's a win That's a win Jonas Brothers. Jonas Brothers. I don't know. I don't even know if they've put out like other than this song. I don't know if they've put out music like new music. They probably toured. They've done. I know people have. I know they toured a little bit ago. The audience that the Jonas Brothers are are into. I know who that audience is. It's young women right now. Who loved them when the when they were teenagers? Because I know um, one of my one of my former youth youth group guys, Eric, and he got married to his wife Megan. Love you all. Um, I know she's a huge Jonas Brothers fan, and she's she's younger. She's or they're, I mean they're both younger than than me. I, I want to say Eric and Megan are probably. 24, 25 And so by the Jonas Brothers putting out that song, or not putting out the song, but re- redoing it. Switchfoot is a for all intents and purposes, if I'm saying that phrase right. They're a Christian band. They have they have very spiritual themes, Jesus themes, stuff like that. Talk about being a spiritual, talk about your kingdom come in the song. And the Jonas brothers sing that. And the and so you're gonna have Young young ladies, probably young professionals, young married young married ladies, things like that. They're gonna listen to the song, and they might they might be curious like, what are they talking about? Who's this Switchfoot band? What do you mean Kingdom Come? What's what's your Kingdom Come? Google what's what does your Kingdom Come mean? And they talk about and they find out about Jesus. I'm dope. I'm dope with that. Lastly. Hulk Hogan, beloved by millions, millions and millions of people. Hulk Hogan went on Joe Rogan podcast. Had no idea that Hulk Hogan was a was a was a Christian. Not a clue. I think that's dope. That's a huge win. All right, I'm I'm done with the applause meter. I played it out too much. That's okay. I think that's a I think that's a huge win. I think that's cool that Hulk Hogan found faith. I think that's cool that Hulk Hogan found Jesus, and and his life is is has been changed by it. And he went on the Joe Rogan podcast, the without a doubt undisputed top podcast gets the most views. I, I believe the the statistic I looked up, Joe Rogan gets like twenty million views per episode, something like something ridiculous like that. I could be wrong but something really really high. And Hulk Hogan went on there and of all the things that they could have talked about because if you've ever listened to the Joe Rogan podcast, they talk about whatever. He he brings on whoever whatever any expert. There's there's no niche. It's the niche is everything. That's that's Joe Rogan's niche. And Hulk Hogan talked about Jesus, talked about the Bible. wore a John 3:16 shirt. On the podcast And so if I was a betting man I could probably pull up I don't know how But I know you can do like Google searches And there will probably be an uptick For John 3.16 verses Did Hulk Hogan say The gospel exactly right? I don't know That do not matter to me What matters to me is that the gospel Was talked about Jesus was mentioned John three sixteen was mentioned. There are a couple other verses that were mentioned, and there are going to be millions and millions of people, hundreds upon hundreds of thousands of views are going to be cl- like like the scenes are going to be clipped. They'll be uploaded multiple times to YouTube. They'll probably get thrown on TikTok and YouTube Shorts, and all this stuff because a single guy open his mouth about Jesus. And so I've said this time and time again. People are hungry for the spiritual. People want to have spiritual conversations. We are in a a fascinating time in history where me growing up in college, two thousand five through two thousand ten, that time frame Was the most uh, hated time towards Christianity. Like, like atheism. Like, I remember sitting in class and a professor saying, God's not real and Jesus is a fraud and stuff like that. That still happens. But, but let's be clear. Like, like. People are are interested in the in the spiritual and enough where they're looking for something. They're they 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 look. People are actively seeking to figure out what is the truth. What is what is there to come after this life? And and if we as Christians, if we just if we shut up and we don't say nothing. And we don't open our mouths and don't talk about Jesus. We are doing a huge disservice because people want spiritual conversations. Go have spiritual conversations. I'm Matt. We're so Cincy follow us on everywhere on social media. All at S O W C I N C Y on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, you name it. We'll see you for tomorrow night's show. Love you. Bye.